Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout. My name is Ingram Noble and as per usual, I'm your Drama School Dropout. And on today's episode, I'm joined by another Drama School graduate. I'm starting to feel a little bit overshadowed here. Please welcome to the podcast, Jade McDonald. Hello. Hello. Hi. Nice to How nice are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Lockdown. All that jazz. Oh, God. Don't even speak about lockdown to me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of it. I know. Me too. Me too. It's, it's so fun, though. Yeah. I'm living the same day every day. Like, it's it's just nonstop. It's horrible. Same. Same. Like, I'm literally... All I've done this week is record podcasts. So literally <laughs> every day I've done the exact same thing. But a reminder to everyone at home, stay the fuck at home yeah. and wear a mask and wash your hands regularly. And another reminder, fuck Trump. Oh, yeah. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump a lot. Yes. And if Nicola Sturgeon happens to be listening to this, he wants to come to Scotland. We don't want don't him. Don't let him. Don't let him, Nicky. Please. <laughs> Close the border. Yes, please do. Please do. So jumping right into it, we met now four years ago, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, you were in the year above me at college, again, representing the Glasgow Kelvin College on this podcast. We love to see it, Glasgow Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, so you were in the year above me. Um, first thing I want to know, and I always ask everyone the same things, is how did you get into acting and what was your first role? Okay, so... This is such a funny story and like I was thinking about it and it makes me quite emotional because if it wasn't for this certain individual I could be a total different part of my life right now which is so strange to think about. You could be an accountant. I could be, absolutely not, I've got this calculator, Ingram, come on. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Anyway, um, so when I was in primary school, so I was like nine, I had this teacher and um, she had been a part of Kirk and Doug Players. Um, which is like the kind of local amateur dramatic society um, from where I stay and she seen something in me for some reason I was always really cheeky in class and always having a bit of patter and uh, she said to my mum she was like you should put her in uh, you should put her on the stage like she needs to be on the stage have her audition at this show at this time blah 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 and then I did it um, auditioned and got in to some so Cook and Tillig's Player um, show and I auditioned first time and got in and I was absolutely buzzing. So from there, it's just kind of grew. The love of theatre has grown and it's so emotional. It's so weird to think about because if it wasn't for her, I might not be doing that, you know? It's always teachers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I was got to thank the teachers because like my, my story is similar. It was very much just a, a massive like inspiration from teachers and things. Yeah, like... To, to to know that I would maybe be good at that at nine years old, like from just her observation, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's absolutely mental because if it wasn't for her, and she really believed in me, that's what was so nice about it as well. Um, because she, we had our primary seven end of year show, and she always put me right in the middle of the stage. She was like massive flexing. Uh huh, massive flexing. She was like, "You're gonna be Dorothy. You're gonna be in the middle of the stage," and I was like. Oh, love you whereas like my primary school teachers were like okay you're gonna be the plan in the corner (laughs) yeah no she was she was an absolute diamond like I have like everything I have I just like thank her for it because she's what started that for me so first time on the stage Uh who did you play so I think my first show was Cinderella Rockefeller um with Kirk and Douglas and I was Naughty Kitty. Ooh. Oh, they're but... starting off that CV strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was the 
the baddies, like the little sidekick, and she obviously Kat didn't really speak much, um, but I still somehow managed to make that role memorable for people. I mean, we're going to talk about it later on in the podcast. That that's something you do incredibly well. Is like you don't have to say a lot. We're going to talk about you in King Lear later on, uh-huh. and you're so good at like stealing the scene. I don't want to <laughs> like say it like that, but. Yeah, like, I know, I, I feel, like, I think that's maybe where that started from, my Naughty Kitty days, um, because the the witch or whatever would be saying her big witchy speech, and I was, like, pointing to the audience, being like, you listen to her, you listen to her. <laughs> and, like, people were absolutely buckled at that. Like, they found it so funny, and I was, like, pointing to my ears and then pointing to the, the witch. And people found it so funny. Like, my dad's friend came to see it, and he still talks about it. He was like, I remember when you were a little eh, Naughty Kitty and all that. <laughs> When you went on to like secondary school, was there much of a scope for that there? So, um, luckily enough, um, when I was in fourth year, that's when they opened up drama to us. So I could sit my national five. So obviously I was like right in there. Um, and then I progressed to higher. And then in sixth year, I was like, do I stay? Like, because our school wasn't doing advanced higher, but then I got told I could go to Kirk, uh, shouldn't name school. I could go to another school in the area, um, and do advanced advanced drama there. So I travelled from my school to the other school five days a week just to do advanced drama because that's the only. Why thing didn't I you just move to the school? I know I should have, but like, yeah, it was weird. And do you know what? When I went to that school, I met the best teacher. Like, I love this woman. Like, she, like, when I met her, I was like, oh, you're so cool. I was like, I want to do everything you've done. Like, um, she she gave us lots of opportunities as well. Like, I did Roman and Juliet um, for one of my final um, performances at Advanced Hire. And I hadn't really done Shakespeare before, um, but it was such a good, like, starting to learn about it kind of thing to do. Um, uh-huh. That sentence was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good starting point um, with Shakespeare. And so then, at that point, so you, you're doing advanced hire, you're pretty committed to it if you're fucking about jumping around from school to school. Yeah. Um, so was it just, was there no question that that's what you was going to continue on doing? Yeah, I absolutely knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, because it was just something that was such a constant in my life. So from like nine and ten years old to what age are you like 17 18 and sixth year and not only was I doing cricket players I was uh, studying at school and I was also like competing as well outside of school and so I was I was doing like um, SCDA competitions which is like the Scottish Community Drama Association where you um, you and your amateur group um, put on shows and you basically just compete against each other and I was lucky enough to work with a group. We wrote our own play in 2013, I think, and we won the Scott. We won the Scott Salver for best Scottish playwright that year, and it's like, you know what? You're like achieving things like that when you're like a tiny idiot baby. So it kind of gives you the fuel to want to continue yeah. to like succeed at what you're good at, you know? So yeah. So like a lot of people make the next mistake I'm about to ask if you made. Um, so you're fresh out of school. Did you audition for the conservatoire? Baby, I did. (laughs) 
the worst mistake of my life. Well, honestly, not really, but it's a good learning curve and it's a good experience. I've done it too. And yeah. like, I, everyone does it. Everyone does it. I auditioned for the Conservatoire after I auditioned for Glasgow Kelvin. Uh-huh. And I went into Glasgow Kelvin so cocky and confident. <laughs> I was like, I've got this because I auditioned for the HND. So I, I auditioned to be in your class. Uh-huh. And I'd done the monologue, and Leah, our lecturer, was like, she didn't say it, but she basically said, you're shit, but we're going to give you a go. <laughs> so then I walked into the conservatoire and I was like, nah, yeah, not here for it. Maybe not here for that. I know it's it's such a bizarre thing because even though you're studying it in school, whatever, it doesn't really give you the preparation to properly audition. So you're going to audition not knowing a thing really like I mean it's one thing studying in school and then when you're at college you're doing it every day so you kind of have a better scope for it don't you but there's always that jump up as well in levels of experience because I was thinking about this not long ago the podcast is obviously called drama school dropout and I dropped out of uni in January 2020 okay. um because I one of the main there was lots of different factors in it and we're not going to get into that because we're not trying to get sued um <laughs> But one of the one of the factors was I just wasn't prepared for like the jump up of work. Yeah, it's it's and crazy. It's... I sit and think, imagine now being eighteen and going from doing school GCSE uh, drama. Could you yeah. imagine going to the conservatoire? I know, like it, it would be insane. I like, think I'd have slipped my wrists. Oh, honestly, it would have been mental. I um, I obviously so I obviously auditioned for the conservatoire. And then I think I auditioned for another course. I think I only had like two auditions. Um, and then I was either, I was going to do a film and media course at Edinburgh um, because our school always pushed to do uni. So I was like, oh, I need to go to uni. I was like, imagine I did a film and media course. Why would I do that? Yeah. Um, and then I, my, what's it? What do you call them in school? Like it's like an officer, like a- Your careers advisor. Careers advisor, whatever. She was like, oh, yeah, and she'd maybe think about college. And I was like, oh, really? I don't really know. And then I auditioned for Glasgow Kelvin. And oh, my God, I was the last audition. Like, there was me and this one boy. And Mary said to us, she was like, guys, there's no more spaces left. I'm really sorry. But it's just a good experience to audition. And I was raging. I was like, oh, what's the point? Why have I come to Easter House for just an experience? Like, I was <laughs> raging. I was so raging inside. I mean, just getting to Easter House and walking off that bus stop to the college is an experience in itself. <laughs> it truly is. But I wasn't raging. But I was like, oh, do you know what I mean? You just don't know what you want to do. And then I was like, oh, yeah. what's the point? So I just went and gave them all. And then Mary was like, actually, <laughs> you're quite good. <laughs> She was like, hmm, I'll maybe try see what I can do. And I was like, thank you, Mary. I love you. <laughs> so I'm guessing the other boy didn't get in. No, sadly, he did not. Oh. I don't even know his name. He never spoke. <laughs> <laughs> see, that was the really weird thing because four of us were auditioning on the same day and we all got in. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, it was so weird. It did feel like a kind of weird experience because it was me and one other guy and that was it. Do you know what I mean? I was like... Oh. I mean, they've changed the rehearsal process now. We all just spoke to each other as we sat in the corridor. Now they do like a massive group audition. Do they? Yeah. Group auditions are too much fun, I think. I, but I feel like if I'd have been 17, I'd have probably like shit cried. myself. Yeah. Cried. Yeah. Or everyone would have hated me because I was so cocky. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
so talk. we're going to talk more about Kelvin now. Shows. So everybody that has listened to this podcast before know that the Kelvin College's shows are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I don't know, did you do NQ or did you go straight onto the HND? I, I went straight into the HND. Talent over here. <laughs> I auditioned for the HND and got bumped down onto the NQ. <laughs> um <laughs> So the first show that I ever saw you in was Steve Gooch's Female Transport. Uh-huh. And we had Ben on the other day talking about the same show. And yeah. the set for this was so good. Amazing. It was so... I remember walking into the theatre uh, after the set got put up and I was like, oh my God, like, it's so real looking. Like, it was unbelievable. Amazing. I remember seeing the set for the first time and I was like, we got Rostra and Acton blocked. <laughs> I know, I know. It was it was amazing. Like every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh wow, that was that was unreal. Yeah, I walked into the show being like, Oh fuck, this set's really cool. We didn't get that. And then I walked <laughs> out of the show being like, fuck, they're all so much so more talented than we are. We've got to do that next year. Fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it was the same with your devised when we watched you guys as devised. Um oh, God. The vibe. We shit ourselves. <laughs> We were like, there is no way we can do that next year. Uh, yeah, I actually totally forgot about Devise. Thank you for bringing that up because that your was, Devise was one of my favorite things in the world. It was so much fun because the funny thing is, is like we had a totally different idea and it got absolutely like Mary hated it and like it wasn't that strong of an idea. And then somehow we came up with that and it just worked. Just for context for the people listening, Jade's devised piece was basically like this really comical piece where they were all dressed up as different politicians. <laughs> and am I am I saying it right that it was like set in a wrestling ring? Yeah, so it was like we were all talking about um, political things and then it would be like, okay, so we're going to the break and then you would just see all the pe- politicians wrestling with each other. There was silly string, there was like... It was everybody. so good. Yeah, uh-huh. It was amazing. Although the silly string did stay in a white t-shirt of mine. I was raging. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll send you the bill. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so then after Female Transport, which was such a good show, um, we, we were doing Shakespeare um, and you were in King Lear yeah. and you were playing Cordelia and The Fool. Done oh. my research this time. Oh. Um, <laughs> and The Fool, although the, the Fool didn't have many lines, mm-hmm. you were... You were just so good. Oh, Absolutely. Like, I, I, I'm so, like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you were basically like a contortionist. <laughs> and the scenes were going on, but I was watching what you were doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know, it's so funny. I remember my, my family came to see it, and they said, like, what, during, like, the break or whatever, um, out in the, the cafeteria, they heard someone say, the girl that's playing the fool, she's really bendy. <laughs> she's really bendy. <laughs> bendy. <laughs> it goes right in your Instagram bio. Oh, I know. I had so much fun in that show. That was amazing. Oh, honestly, it was so good. I came to see all four shows of King Lear. And it, am I right in saying that after the first one, you got told to tone it down? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because I was... <laughs> what did I do? I, I was... um. You know how we had... What do you call it? Like the... We're obviously in the round and we had those kind of seating banks. Yeah. And I, I stuck my head through two of the bars and like I breathed down someone's neck and they literally screamed. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what have I done? This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> to be honest, like 
if if I had the choice, like as much as I loved everyone else that was in the show, can we just have an hour long show of the fool? But King Lear is <laughs> actually going on, but we're not to focus on them. Oh, honestly, yeah. I just I was just doing what kind of came natural to me, but I had to definitely watch from when like action was going on uh, in the scene. Yeah. Um, because obviously I didn't mean to uh, be too much or anything during the You're first. Just show. too talented. Oh, just just being too bendy and that's what it is. Too bendy. <laughs> um. So then, also with that, when you were playing Cordelia, um, I have to give you props because you have the best stage fall I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, Ingram, you have no idea. I went ham. The bruises. I've br- seen the bruises. <laughs> Leah was like, "Are you stupid? Why are you doing that?" And I was like, "It's just for the. It's just for the drama, Leah. It's for the drama. Like, I need to make it real." Honestly, like the bruises I got from that show were unreal. But yeah, I was just like, do you know what? If it makes it look cool, I'll do it. No bother. It's fine. And then after King Lear, you done Shakers by John Godber. Yeah. And I believe that me and you have very similar feelings to our last ever show in college. Well, well, do you know what? Actually, see, upon reflection of it, I, I actually really enjoyed it, like doing it. I'm the same. When I looking back on it i loved the show doing it i fucking hated it well the thing was like i read it and i was like like, i had already done a john godber play before with kirky players i did teachers and it was just very much the same sort of vibe and you know you know you kind of want to be doing something different you want to be exploring like different all that kind of thing but in reflection i had so so much fun and i think like like I did a good job, and I'm proud of what I did in the show. You know, yeah. like, it it was it was a really comical piece, and I I think at the time I think at the time I was like, oh, I'm always doing funny stuff. I really want to want to try something dif- different. Um, but I need to. I mean, you were kind of fucked it. that year with the other show being black comedy. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh man, like I I want to do something new, but I need to kind of remember my strengths are in comedy, and that's what I'm good at. So. Just keep on, oh. on doing what you're doing. <laughs> Shakers was so good, and I was the same with scenes from the big picture. I, I fucking hated it throughout the entire process. Uh-huh. But, like, looking back on it, I'm the same. I think I've done a good job. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it, I got to work with, like, Maria was my wife, who yeah. we all fucking love. Love um, you, Maria. Love you, Maria. <laughs> yes, love you, Maria. So it wasn't a difficult job, like, to do. Um, mm. I just fucking hated the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, like, it's it's so weird when you're in it and then when you look back on it, you're like, actually, I love that. Like, I feel like I had a lot of good memories from Shakers as well. And see the yeah. fact that it was really interactive with the audience. I, I yeah. love that. I love interacting with the audience. That was such a cool... I actually just forgot about that because I, I did... Uh, again, I came and seen all of the Shakers shows because <laughs> I'm just obviously the number one fan. Oh, um, the setting for that was actually so cool. So the first row... It was like they were actually in the bar. They were sat yeah. at tables and things. Mm-hmm. Like I completely forgot about that right yeah. up until then. It was, it was so cool. Like I really like the whole way it was set out was amazing. And I remember we were kind of uh, not unhappy, but we were a bit peeved that it was in the dance hall rather than the actual theater. But it worked so much better. It was so much better. Yeah. I mean, we got East Kilbride Arts Center, so y- you still I, trump us. I was. I was raging that I missed your... Oh, I didn't miss that show. I came to see it and then Jack fainted, so... <laughs> Jack didn't faint. Jack had a massive fucking seizure. Oh, right. Well, you know, sorry, Jack. <laughs> Love you. We, we do we do say he just didn't know his lines and faked it. <laughs> just to get over it. 
just because he was single cast. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, we got the East Kilbride Arts Centre for the first, which, don't get me wrong, is a great venue, Yeah, but it didn't have a dressing room. It was just like a holding pen mm. and there was like 27 of us in the show. Oh my goodness. That's so there, was just, there wasn't a lot of room for anyone. Yeah, I can imagine. So the venue was great, but I just probably wouldn't do another 27 person yeah. show there. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I can't imagine many 27 person shows are really happening very often. Like that. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. Oh my so God, then especially now. we left college. Um, well, you left college and I obviously completed my course. And we ended up at the same uni, even though I was only there for a fleeting amount of time. <laughs> um, and I got to see you in one of your shows, yeah. at least. Um, I got to come and see Harvey. Um, and you were playing Nurse Kelly, uh-huh. and you were so fucking good. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, I feel like this podcast is just this podcast is literally just me getting people on <laughs> who I've seen perform and be like, "You're so good." <laughs> no, that that means a lot to me because I was actually really ill before performing in uh, uh, Harvey. Um, I was in hospital. I think I seen opening night. Yeah, I was um, the week before. I was in and out of hospital because I was really ill, and um, the director was like oh no, are we going to need, maybe need someone to like step in and do your bit? And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. Um, So I'm just glad that my illness didn't show. <laughs> it was so good. It was such Thank a good you. show. I, I really, really enjoyed doing that show. It felt so it, professional. It's just fucking crazy. Like genuinely, mm-hmm. it, yeah, the set was so fucking cool. Uh-huh. But genuinely, like it, it, it was so like, because your shit that you did at college was great. Uh-huh. But I, I'd never... I'd never made the like disassociation between students before. Uh So I was always very aware that this was a student production that I was coming to see, but Harvey felt like a professional production. Yeah, it it absolutely did. My my family said the same thing. They were like, like it actually felt like you were at a theater going to see a show. Like obviously. I felt like I was robbing you because the tickets were like a fiver. (laughs) I was like, no, we need to pay more. Yeah, it was brilliant. And, especially when you look at the set the costumes and then obviously the actors everything like the, st- the stage manager managers were brilliant like everyone that worked in that show did a fantastic job like i can't yeah. thank everyone enough like i was so happy with how it turned out so we mentioned it slightly earlier when you were talking about that you had um dyscalculia am i saying that right yes dyscalculia yeah so um do you want to just quickly explain what that is for anybody at home that doesn't know about it so it's a learning difficulty um with mathematics so um basically trying to do like the simplest um math things (laughs) so like times tables division anything like that's really really difficult reading reading numbers is really difficult and writing out numbers um there's just a yeah it's just maths in general is a no zone (laughs) so would like i I don't i'm careful about what how i say this is it like dyslexia but for numbers yeah so that's how people um describe it but i mean they're, they're from the same family but they're very different things and it's there's a lot of support for um dyslexia but with regards to dyscalculia, there doesn't it's hard to kind of find a support for that and that's why i yeah. have um opened up that petition to Parliament. yes we're going to talk about the but is the petition still open no it's closed now um oh, right. i got well, but... 
can't remember. I was going to tell everyone to sign it. But... <laughs> That's so nice of you, thank you. But no, it closed in December. I think I ended up getting like almost 400 signatures, which was amazing. Yes. And the parliament, well, the, the, sorry, I can't even speak. The committee got back to me and said that they are going to write to the education board and bring up all the concerns that were in my petition because a lot of people wrote really nice comments and um, kind of spoke about their experiences as well because um, it's, it's really difficult because in school there's not a lot of support and when I went to college and university they, neither neither places knew much about it so it was just to raise awareness and to get people talking about it because not only is it important for educational institutions to know about it I think people should know about it and parents especially because if their child child is suffering it's usually the parent that picks up on it rather than the school most of the time yeah. so if they know about it they could maybe kind of get someone to look into it because that's what happened in my situation my mum was like she's good at everything in school but maths why <laughs> please look into this and then yeah I got diagnosed so so this has gone to like the Scottish Parliament and now it's like going to be acted upon. Yeah, uh-huh, which is brilliant. And I feel, I feel so, oh, thanks. Yeah, but well, yeah. Like, honestly, well done. That's that's like fucking amazing. Thank like, well so done. It, it was really funny like, because I, the reason, like it's always really bothered me and it's something I'm really passionate about because it's, it's something that I do struggle with on a daily basis. Like, you know, reading the time, everything like that. Um, and then I was going to apply to do my year of teaching because obviously COVID has kind of fucked everything. Yeah. Um, so I thought, what a perfect time to maybe do that. And I was looking into the courses and they were talking about how you need like National 5 Maths. And that's obviously impossible for me to, to achieve. Yeah. Um, I've applied anyway and they said they would still um, consider my application. But it kind of sparked something in me to... It's just so annoying that not a lot of people know about it. And if I never got into that course because of my disability, then that's... Fucked up. It's a bit shit, isn't it? It's a bit shit. <laughs> I'm just going to call them out. Whoever you fucking applied to, let her in. I know. But um, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, it all works out. And that yes, education well, we board... Everything. The education board do something about it and kind of read Honestly, it. so fucking well done. And like, congratulations. Like, Thank you so much. You've actually done something during a pandemic. <laughs> I know. I feel so weird. Like, and people get messaging me saying, Thank you for doing this. Like, you've really educated me. And I'm like, Have I? Oh, thank you. Like, to be honest, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Like, so many people, like a lot of my friends, they're like, I've only heard of it because you speak about it. And I'm like, Well, yeah. Like, it's because everyone knows about dyslexia. Um, dyspraxia gets spoken about quite often um but yeah dyscalculia seems to be one that's just not really came to light for some reason you know it's um yeah also i'm very paranoid so um please if anybody thinks about anything i I was not clapping sarcastically a couple of minutes ago (laughs) that was genuine genuine applause thank you genuine applause like but i've just sat there thinking what if people think that's um me just being a massive wank stain (laughs) no you're being very lovely it's okay i know i know (laughs) so we spoke about Edinburgh and we both went to uni there mm-hmm. and you've done a few fringe shows. Yeah, um, cool. So you've done Pigeons, Paninis and Prisons, best title of a play I've ever heard apart from <laughs> maybe one of mine. Uh, and you've also done Pan Breed. Um, yeah. Pan Breed was, I, I remember just seeing little clips and that was so cool um, to like watch and things. I'd never actually got to see you play at the fringe. Um, so don't shoot me. Um <laughs> But like, how how is it being like involved in the fringe and like? I just imagine it's cool as fuck. It's amazing. It's honestly the best best time. 
Um, my first show, Pigeons, Paninis and Prisons, um, it was brilliant. It was um, it was on at about nine or ten o'clock at night, at night or something like that. And like after the show, you'd all get a drink, and it was just the atmosphere was amazing. Like oh, it's just brilliant. And that show as well, I got asked, I got cast last minute, which was crazy for me because the director of the the show, she seen me in King Lear, and I didn't know, I didn't know she was wow. Yeah, I didn't know she was at the show. Um, and she got in contact with me and she said, I seen like so the the role that she was needing filled was um a two two role person kind of job, you know. So because I did the full and Cordelia, she was like, I know that you, you did that really well, so can you fill yeah. two roles? Um and I was like, Yes, absolutely, sign yeah. me up. Um so that's like it's mental. So you just never know who's watching you. Um because that is like what a lot of people say. It's not about how good you are, it's about who's watching you. Yeah, exactly. So that was amazing that she was there and then she gave me that opportunity, which gave me more opportunities um, because obviously I met the writer and director for uh, Central Belters um, through the Simply Surreal casting um, and then I managed to work with Simply Surreal again um, during the pandemic. So it's amazing. It's like networking to the max. But I do have some bad news for you, Jade. I know, what is it? You will never be able to apply for the Great British Bake Off. I know, I know. How sad You work in a bakery, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, You'll never get a Hollywood handshake. I know, gutted. I'm so, so gutted about that. Too bad I'm not professional. (laughs) (laughs) You've worked in the bakery for a while now and you've been working there throughout the pandemic. How's that been working? It has been pretty tough, not going to lie. It's, um, I'm getting up, at the start of the pandemic when it was like, actually it's still really bad right now lol (laughs) back in March when it was all kind of kicking off I was getting up at like one o'clock in the morning and then going in for two um so that sucked ass (laughs) yeah I was pretty tired um but yeah I've just been working kind of crazy hours and then trying to like maintain a social life well not much of a social life but you know try to keep in touch with people try to do acting stuff um but yeah, bacon's pretty fun. I've been doing it since I was 15, so that's seven years, eight years. Love that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice family business to be a part of. It's it's also really handy to have because yeah. if I've ever got an acting role, I'm easy just to go and do that and then come back to the bakery, whereas I know a lot of actors yeah. find it tough to maintain a job and their acting life, you know? So I'm lucky in yeah. that I mean, I just fucking hate doing anything that isn't acting. Yeah, I know. I like I like bacon, but it's not... It's not acting, is it? <laughs> no, it's not acting. It's not acting. So, um, so going to talk a little bit more about acting and what you've been doing over the the course of the pandemic. So, uh-huh. um, how good would it be right now if we could go back in time to like January last year <gasps> and pool all of our money together and buy stocks in Zoom? Oh, honestly, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, you, we'd be fucking millionaires. Oh, we really would. Ugh, money in my pocket would be lovely <laughs> yeah I, I would love that right now mm-hmm. um so you, have you done much zoom acting yeah so um as a part of simply surreal's um dr wiseman invites you to a zoom call series which was pretty cool um so you can watch that on simply surreal's instagram and facebook pages for anyone that's listening um, it's Go a five, watch it. yeah it's a five-part episode and um, they're only like six seven minutes long as well so it's very very watchable if you're just if you're bored or whatever but um yeah uh-huh. it was really strange to 
be acting on Zoom because what you have to be so aware of is you actually have to look at the camera rather than the person on the screen so it like yep. translates better um, when you're watching it. But yeah, um, I had basically a lot you have fun. to break all of the rules that we've spent years learning. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's it's so so weird. But um, I had a lot of fun on it, and it really, I was really really glad that I got cast in it because I was really missing acting because I've been doing a lot. I miss it so much. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of voiceover work. And obviously that's just, it's just really different to being a character, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's not the same. This, um, since February last year, me and Heather have been writing this play mm-hmm. and it, we're currently in the midst of casting it for a, a rehearsed reading online. And it, it's so weird actually being on the, the other end of the scale, yeah. especially being the writer of it, because I know how I want it to be performed and nobody's yeah. quite doing it quite yeah. right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so it, it's really weird being on that end of it. But also during the pandemic, there's a new wee woman come into your life. A new wee woman? Oh! Yeah, Irene. <laughs> yes, Irene. Oh, love her. Love her to bits. I still so she's like... Some of that. <laughs> so she's like a wee sketch character that you've come up on your um, acting Instagram, which is Jade underscore McD underscore acting it's, it's jade mcd underscore acting oh, sorry kill me i added an extra underscore <laughs> no, you're all good. Um, yeah so tell us about irene oh irene um she's she's just a lovely little lady doing her things and sometimes she dresses up in black lace and walks her dog i mean <laughs> a woman really <laughs> it's so good um yeah no i'm working on that just now. i actually need to release some of that but i've just been kind of I'm just a bit busy really with other things going on so it's a kind of um thing I've just been doing in my spare time just to keep the brain yeah. working over lockdown. I mean, we are in lockdown so Irene should be self-isolating in her own home. Oh, yeah she she, she, she she oh my god see the looks that I got when I was walking down the street in that grey wig with the glasses and the, <laughs> and the dog. People like, was that your Theresa May wig from Devised? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> that wig is a legend of itself. Honestly, I love that things just crop back in from college. Like yeah. I, I see it all the time, like random little things. Um, so we're going to move on and we're going to play the drama school dropout game, which is so incredibly fun. Oh. Um, we're going to play stage right or stage shite. Okay, let's go. So just to explain the rules, if anybody's listening for the first time or if you, Jade, you don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three wild, crazy theatre stories that have happened in drama school, in theatres, in auditions, etc., Two of them are stage right, which means they are true and they happened. And one is stage shite, which means that it's bullshit. (laughs) Oh my goodness, okay. I'm ready. I am ready. So number one, my lecturer told us that her nipples got hard when we got lines right. Oh my god. (laughs) Right, okay. Could you imagine? We can talk about them as we go along. And could you imagine like getting your line right and your lecturer just being like, oh, you've hit the spot. (laughs) I think I'd like, I don't know, I think I'd be quite upset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does sound like that lecturer needs to be on some kind of register yeah, but you know what i wouldn't put it past an acting lecturer to say that either so. same same oh so number two you might be able to relate to this um because it's about the edinburgh fringe okay. I, I don't think you'll be able to relate to it but maybe <laughs> number two i went on an audition for an edinburgh fringe show and the casting lady stopped me halfway through and asked me to leave because her quote was your voice makes me want to slip my wrists oh my god oh my god i mean i also wouldn't put it past someone to say that 
Could you imagine just somebody being like, you're halfway through a monologue and they're like, could you stop a second? What would you even say um, to that? You'd just be like, okay, cool. Sorry. Can you leave Sorry. because your voice is making. Sorry, oh, honestly, I'm dying. <laughs> also, just, um, I, mean, I, I don't know which one's true or false yet either. Uh, I have somebody else do them for me. Okay. So, um, number three. In in my class, the guys playing Romeo and Tibble actually hated each other and took every opportunity to fuck with each other. And Romeo straight up started throwing punches during this, their fight scene on closing night. Oh my god, that would so happen. I think that, that would happen. happen. I feel like that would happen. I mean, it would add to the drama, which is what everyone wants, isn't it? So... I mean, could yeah. you imagine like being in college and you're doing Romeo and Juliet and there's just two people that hate each other and yeah. all of a sudden they're real fighting? Oh my god. No, that would I think that's true. I think that is true. Right, so which one are we going for stage shite? Because I think I think it's gonna be the nipples. I, I'm joining in this time. I'm gonna So go. I, I think stage shite is the nipples getting hard when she gets the lines right. Surely, surely that's that I'm gonna say that's the fake one as well. The nipples one. Cause surely right, okay. not. How could you say that with a straight face? Could you imagine? I would feel so weird if someone said that to me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Yeah, what do you reply to that? Like, no. No. <laughs> oh, what is the answer? Um, the answer is, let me check. Oh, so we were both wrong. It's um, the guys playing Romeo and Tim. We were joking. We were joking. No. So that was stage night. So Electra actually told their class that her nipples got hard when what? they got lines right. No. And somebody was told during an Edinburgh Fringe audition that the voice made the lady want to slit her wrists. I mean, I can I can imagine that. I've heard some annoying voices and have thought, you need to shut up right now before I lose my mind. <laughs> you know? But Honestly, but who, who the fuck are these people that are fucking doing this? I know, I really I wish that we could find out. Like, I wish there was an article I could read about this because that, <laughs> that is a bizarre. Like, I, I want to see the prison report for that lecture that nipples get hard. <laughs> What the? Oh, that is that is fucking mental. Mugshot incoming. Yeah, I'm shook. I'm shook to the core. Same, same. Oh. Um, so that was stage right or stage shite. That was a, a that was an interesting one. Oh, it really was. I'm shocked. <laughs> so we've come to the end of the podcast now. Um, so just a quick couple of things. If you want to make me smile and all happy, please leave a review or a rating down below and you can cheekily subscribe if you always want to be notified when a new episode of drama school dropout drops on those podcast shelves um you can also submit your theater stories and crazy stories for stage writer stage shite at by emailing me at drama school dropout pod at gmail.com and as per usual you can always find me on all social medias at ingram noble and where can they find you jade um at jade mcd and jade mcd underscore at so go and follow us give us a couple of likes share the love um unless you're a trump supporter then fuck off yeah then fuck off <laughs> very much Jade, so. thank you so much for coming on and doing the podcast it's been thank so, so good chatting to you well, and i really you. really hope that we get a, a, a in-person catch-up soon yes. and covid fucks off yes please fuck off covid please if you're listening we have to moves to be making yeah We've got moves. We've got ladders to climb. <laughs> ladders to climb, unis to get rejected from, and auditions <laughs> to fuck up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So thank you so much, Jade, for coming on, and thank you to everyone listening at home. That I'm Ingram Noble. I've been talking to Jade McDonald, and this has been episode, I think, eight. I've lost count of Drama School Dropout. So professional. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.